0: hello 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 welcome into after hours the podcast we are presented by people's united bank i am Seeley godwin and i am joined by julian mcwilliams of the boston globe we actually don't have emerson latia today but quickly jules what's going on how's your friday looking
1: it's good i'm, I'm emerson today so i'll, I'll take <laughs> over i got this i got this we're good yeah
0: he's holding it down he filled in graciously for for emerson today um <laughs> Everyone, if you, if you know Emerson, you know that he absolutely loves and adores his dog, Rufus. Uh, right now, they're having some issues with, with Rufus. He's been in the hospital for a couple of days. So send him some of your best wishes. Uh, Rufus is the sweetest dog ever. So I'm just hoping for the best. I mean, I don't know about you, Jules. I have a dog, so.
1: I have a dog right there. Stuff, I'm hoping he doesn't bark. It, it's still worse. It's still worse. It's Yeah, terrible.
0: so we're hoping for the best for him. But yeah, we're really glad to have you on. Uh, Today on the After Hours podcast, Um, let's get a quick rundown of what's to come. Baseball is back. The details of how that will look and what it means for the Red Sox. Thankfully, we got Jules in here who can lay all of that out. Plus, we share our thoughts on NASCAR's finished investigation into a noose found in the garage of Bubba Wallace and playing sports amid a pandemic. The moral conflicts and issues that lie ahead as we try to navigate this dumpster fire of a year. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. Uh, MLB, the return to play, as of last Monday, months and months of back and forth bickering. It is confirmed, baseball, a 60-game season implemented by Commissioner Rob Manfred. But why do I feel bummed out? Why am I not super excited about having baseball back? I feel like I'm not alone here, Jules.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's the atmosphere, right? I mean, like part of baseball is like having the fans there and it's like they don't have that now um it's not you know the players they probably have to go back to like I was talking to Jackie Bradley and he was talking about how I was like when was the last time you've never played in front of like when's the last time you've not played in front of fans and he was like he had to think about it he didn't know so I mean there's there's the, the good thing is there is baseball in some capacity but like it's not it's not anything close to what we're used to from a media perspective, from a fan perspective, from being able to take in the game, um, you know, and people have lost lives, right? That's, that's the thing that's going on now. It's like, um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like it's, it's like we're in the middle of this thing isn't over and baseball, we don't know if baseball is going to come back and say, Hey, like, Is it going to stop midseason? Like numbers are are spiking in Florida, numbers are spiking in Arizona, numbers are spiking in California. Like, what does that mean for um, us? I'm I'm walking around Boston now, and I'm like, Jesus, does that mean we're really going to get a second wave? So it's like this constant thought in the back of your head of like, what ifs? Like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And like, that would be a total bad look if if baseball went through all this bickering back and forth, and then there's no season anyway. So, like, there's still the idea and the thought, like, there's no season. I think that's what's like hovering over all of our heads. It's like, this might not happen.
0: Definitely. That's a huge part of it. I and mean, like, we're seeing the Phillies and other spring training facilities yep. down in, in Florida, the Blue Jays get shut down because they're having small outbreaks already. And yep. most of these leagues have come out and say that, you know, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when when it comes to one yep. testing positive for the coronavirus and it just, I guess it comes at that point is how well can you handle it? Can you, you know, keep it, you know, minimized? Um, So it'll be interesting. Um, There has been leaks and blames given to the owners and the players, but will there be more of an immediate fallout now or a delayed fallout over the course of the next year going into 2021 and that new CBA?
1: I think, uh, and Hein Bloom brought up a good point on the Zoom call yesterday, he's like, look, like, these players, like this is what they do, right? At the end of the day, they're baseball players, and once they get back on the field, they don't think they'll like there will be any carryover from like the, the, the I guess the debates and the back and forth with the owners and stuff. But I do think it's this is stuff that'll like boil into the 2021 when they have to negotiate for a new CBA. Um, these players don't want to want to relinquish anything, right? The owners no. have 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 tried, I guess, to to in some ways to impose. Um, uh, I guess salary caps on, on the, on players. And that, you know, the great thing about baseball people say, Oh, there's no salary cap, right? Like it's not like basketball or football where they have the owners been or have been trying to do that for a long time. And I think the players felt if they took, if they even gave the owners like an inch that would lead to the CBA, I guess um, them, they didn't want to lose the battle. Right. It wasn't necessarily about money. It was about like, it was about the win. Right. I was talking to somebody the other day and he was talking about like, how a lot of people that are in that tax bracket, sometimes like, it's not about necessarily the money, it's just about the win, like, how can we win this? And for both sides, I think that was a little, little bit tone deaf, um, you know, cause we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like yeah. people have lost jobs, right? Those, uh, uh, um, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. is fine financially. Xander Bogarts yeah. is fine financially. Um, but what about the, the security guy that works at Fenway? Uh, what about the person that you know sells hot dogs at Fenway? What about the people that work in, say, marketing or you know, P- even PR or whatever? Like, af- if baseball didn't come back, those are the people that be affected the most, right? It's not about like mm-hmm. everybody else is 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 fine. The owners and players yeah. are, are are fine, and then and then well, let me not say the players are necessarily fine because you know there are players on the team that are like haven't, you know making you know, just got to the big leagues and maybe aren't making as much, so if you If you cut their pair, if there isn't a season, that can be a, be of some damage to you know their um what they can possibly gain. but at the end of the day, I think the the people that suffer the most are the people that make the stadium go and and the people on the outskirts, the people that we see on an everyday basis that might not even get the credit that say a player does so um yeah i, I just it's just it's just a lot going on and it just seems like both sides. Um, didn't want to give up, give up an inch, and it, and it and it looked bad at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, both sides just was weren't willing to compromise at all, and like you were saying, perspective is everything, and you know they're not seeing everyone else and the whole world, the state of the world right now, and they were arguing over what ten games at one point between seventy it's, and sixty. It was crazy. I mean, like- you can't just meet in the middle at 65 at that point and just, you know, shake hands? Can we
1: just, can we please just get 65? Like, can we just get 65 games and just call it a day?
0: So we know that teams will play inside their own parks for the recent spring training, spring training 2.0. Fenway is 108 years old. Um, uh, what issues will the Red Sox face when it comes to defining safety and health protocols in an older, smaller venue like Fenway in comparison to clubs
1: with newer and bigger ballparks? I remember seeing CC Zabathia in the in the visitors' clubhouse, and he's a gigantic guy, <laughs> big boy. <laughs> he had like four lockers, and he was like taking them all. Up. Like that, that that clubhouse is so small, and you can't really like move at all. And then you go to the red sox clubhouse and a red sox clubhouse almost looks smaller than a lot of visitors clubhouses on the road so and you take into the the account that one batting cage uh, a tight uh, a tight uh dugout um so the Sox they're, they're doing things like adding in they're gonna add like in auxiliary bullpens auxiliary dugouts the, um, they're talking about uh adding in a batting cage in the concourse area so they can have more than one batting cage which is going to be crazy they're talking yeah. about uh, adding suites, turning suites into um, locker rooms. Um, I heard that players aren't uh, advised to shower at the place, uh, and but they but they can wash their hands, which is they're washing your hands, but you can't wash your body. It's so it's so crazy. Um, but I I get it, I get it. Like you just you got to take every precaution possible, but. I mean, Fenway isn't the most conducive place for a pandemic mm-hmm. given the space, given the space involved and given the amount of room, um, the amount, the ability that you don't have to roam there. It's just such an intimate area. It was made and that's what makes it, su- makes it such a special place, which is a bummer that fans can't be there. Um, you know, everything is always on top of people. But in the middle of this, in the middle of a pandemic, I'm good, bro. <laughs> I'm good on that.
0: I mean, this is going to affect you trying to do your job as well
1: yeah yeah so i got it like from what i saw like the media comes in they take your temperature every day um you know you're only can go into uh there's one media person per uh per uh outlet um we have to stay in the in the in the press box you can't leave the press box you have to leave an hour after the game um everything is via zoom so you have to be spread out wear a mask they said sometimes you may even have to wear gloves If you don't, if you don't like, if you don't follow the rules, they'll take away your, away your access. So uh, they're taking this serious. They're trying to get. They're taking every protocol uh, in every possible way to try to, you know, muster up a season and try to keep everybody safe. The players have to come in. uh, uh, They'll be in July first, but then they have to go through. They get tested for it. Then there's a 48-hour period where they have to like, I guess, self quarantine and self isolation until they get the test back. Um, it's it's going to be a wild, wild season for all of us.
0: So, I mean, they're going to be doing a lot of testing, obviously, in order just to access the facility. But in the case, and the chances are pretty high that at least one person is going to test positive, how does that impact baseball teams when it comes to, you know, their rosters?
1: Well, they so they have like a – I guess they have like a, a, a taxi squad uh, team, which is like – They've expanded rosters and not forty, but sixty. So they'll have sixty people, li- literally probably about, say, if my math is wrong, like thirty-five other pe- other players to choose from. If mm-hmm. say another player gets sick or infected with the with the virus, or for anything, like say if a player gets injured, you know. But we're we're just stuck in this pandemic. I just can't take my it's it's, it's you just really can't take your mind off that. It's like injury and Achilles, what? Like oh yeah. no, coronavirus. It- <laughs> it's like <Yeah. laughs> so. Um, but, like, no, they have 60 players to choose from, and those players are going to be in Pawtucket. Um, okay. Uh, the 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 remaining players, or the remaining of that 60 um, in total. And that's going to basically be – they're going to be on call, uh, waiting, working out. Uh, you know, imagine, you know, what life kind of like is for them, too, just kind of, you know, just, just sitting around waiting for a call. Maybe that won't come in, you know, three months. So it's going to be really, really different. I keep, I keep saying the word different because it – it really is. Like, we have
0: nothing else to compare this to.
1: nothing. really Nothing. Different. It's, it's so different. <laughs> and like, the crazy thing is like, you know, it's, you look at like one, what if one player gets infected? Okay. But like, you know, does that lead to two? Does that lead to three? Does that lead to four? And key and like, players
0: too. Can you imagine the strategy that's going to be involved Yeah. In what players you keep and on your exactly. roster? Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. And, you know, I was thinking about even like going down to I don't know what the media access would be like in Pawtucket, but like just going out there and just like seeing what life is for those guys out there. Just like, you know, just, you know, that are one call away from the big leagues, I guess, in some sense, but like in in other senses, like would they have been here in this situation had it not been a pandemic? So how close are they to the big leagues really? Um, So it's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be, it's going to be really, really crazy. And I think um, the team and MLB has done a really good job of trying to keep players safe. But we don't know what this is actually going to look like and be like, and if it's going to work until we actually get involved in it. Because if Xander Bogaerts gets infected and he slaps hands with uh, Christian Vasquez, or like you know, I guess engage in conversation with Christian Vasquez, and like he's infected, then you go back in the dugout, and then the other guy's infected. Yeah, and you know, it's it's it. Then then you have like you said, three key players are like now the infected player. with the with the virus. So and then you you talk about like they they can't spit, okay? They can't. Uh, they can't chew tobacco. Like, what's the psyche, like, of a player that's been doing this all his life? The routine.
0: Right? Like the routine. Some of these guys, and baseball players routine. are so
1: routine-oriented. Baseball players are, like, so, 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 like, bullish on, like, their routine. Mm-hmm. If you take a player out of their routine, if it's, like, spitting, you know, I guess you can't argue with an umpire from, like, six feet. Uh, it's just, like, you're, you're taking all these routines out from these players, and it's, like, what's the What's the productivity level going to really be like uh, when when they when they actually reach the ball field if you're taking them out their routine?
0: Um, one more final note before we get out of Red Sox here. Uh, Liverpool FC owned by Fenway Sports Group became Premier League champions after thirty years, thirty long years. Um, so Manchester City lost to Chelsea two one, and that all they all needed was a draw or a win from Chelsea to to claim the, the, the title. Broke all sorts of records this season, so congrats to all the Reds fans out there. Uh, so we're living in a time period where the topic of race is a prominent conversation in media with our friends and family. And then we see what happened with NASCAR and their only Black Cup Series driver Bubba Wallace over last weekend. So last weekend a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage. NASCAR immediately issuing a statement FBI getting involved on the investigation. So on Tuesday, the FBI released their findings that Bubba Wallace was not a victim of a hate crime because the garage pull rope had been there for months. They had photo evidence tracking it all the way back to October of 2019. NASCAR's president, Steve Phelps, issued another statement on Thursday to announce the conclusion of their investigation, saying that, quote, the noose was real and quote, our initial reaction was to protect our driver, but in hindsight, we should, I should have, used the word alleged in our statement. Julian, from what you know and what you followed, are you satisfied with how NASCAR handled this and the outcome?
1: I am satisfied. I'm I'm satisfied with how NASCAR, um, you know, handled it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's a noose, right? Like, and there's a picture of it, like, it's a rope hanging in there. Like and, 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 and it's it's hanging specifically um in Bubba Watson's, I don't know what they call it, his his, his garage or his, yeah, his car, but like garage, yes. but you know, Bubba Wallace's garage and it's it's at the end of the day it's a noose, right? It's it's and I think, you know, I don't if if I'm if I'm if I'm a, if I'm in my house or if I'm a, if I'm in my workspace and I see a rope hanging from like say like my cubby or like you know my cubicle or something like that. I'm not gonna say, oh, well, it's allegedly a noose, or is allegedly a racial. Like, no, like, I, 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 j- I just get like so tired of like, oh, the wait till the facts come out, people, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, wait till the facts. Like, I get it. Like, there's an investigation that has to be done. NASCAR did the investigation. It wasn't Bubba Wallace that 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 um that yeah. came to them. It was it was a NASCAR official who yeah. went and said, hey, we found this in his in his in his garage. Yeah. Um. So people need to stop making it like it's like a situation where he's like making something up wanting attention attention, right and so like the 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 most fascinating part in all this is that you know now they're blaming him for something that he didn't even do um and and now and now and now the people i guess that are on the other side on or or that are uh uh don't think that racism in some ways exists or denial racism they're using this as like ha gotcha moment like no it was a it was a rope hanging there it was taping hanging in a specific way nascar Mm -hmm. did the investigation and it came out to say okay it was in 2019 but at the end of the day it's still a rope yeah like and it's and and i keep going back to the point of it was it was hung in a specific way that made it seem like you know like again the murder of the murder of black people so um you know I, i but i applaud what what Bubba Wallace has been doing, it takes a lot of um, courage to be able to come out, especially in that climate, in this climate, in that space that he's in. Um, okay. it's, it's really, really, really hard. And you just see him, um, you know, just, you know, the people hold up like the Black Lives Matter sign, the people have never been to NASCAR ever. and But like, you see all these, these groups of Black people behind him. Um, probably didn't know which road to get in to go to NASCAR, right? Like, there's well, they probably didn't even know it was like NASCAR even existed. Like, I've never watched NASCAR in my life. And I'm like, I, I don't even know. I wouldn't i wouldn't even be able to name anybody besides Dale Earnhardt, I think. So, <laughs> like, you know, so, the, but have those people there to back them up, those black people specifically, I think that meant something to them. That was powerful. And that, I, and, I and, think and everything
0: I, that happened at that race on Monday, because it was, you know, rescheduled yeah. because of, of weather. And, that image of seeing all the drivers and all the crew members walk behind him in his car and lead him out to the track was, it was powerful. It was, it was moving. And I, and I think, you know, that message can still be had even if they didn't find a new set a message like that is a powerful stance for NASCAR to take, to say, look, like, you know, we're listening, Our, our ears are open and we're hearing what Bubba has gone through as a black man, an American, a black man in a predominantly white sport. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that message should not be taken away with what they did on Monday. For me, when the results came out, my first reaction was good. It wasn't a hate crime. Like, I'm happy. I'm happy No right. targeting exactly. him. My second quick, oh my gosh, moment was, like you said, the, the gotcha people. The, you know, you, if you look at any of the comment sections underneath you know, NASCAR's statement, even before the, the findings came out, it was, you know, Jussie, Jesse Small, like everybody I know I know was, that's was everybody
1: a, everybody automatically went to that and it's like and
0: that's, that's that's sad that's truly yeah, sad
1: that yeah, you yeah. know
0: we, we've seen 400 plus years of racism tracked by data and by personal um, experiences where people can share their firsthand accounts of dealing with it yet you have these people who need to get their their biases confirmed by one instance where it didn't play out like we thought it would because like right. you said if you would have just seen a noose hanging there you know a rope tied the way it was you'd been like that's a noose
1: right. this is bad exactly
0: this is, this is not like you just don't have those hanging out in public that's that's yeah. not right so I, I think nascar did the right thing you know i'm owning up to saying they should have maybe changed their wording i mean yeah. that's even that's a stretch like they did the right thing and it's just it's unfortunate that there's these people that are hiding in the shadows waiting for a moment to jump all over and say see I told you so and it, yeah. it's yeah sad
1: yeah and I, and I think I think the 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 main thing in that is like like you said like it's the it's the it's like wow okay good it wasn't a hate crime right but then yeah. it's also but then it's also, like you said, like it's, the, it's, the, it's the gotcha people. It's the people that are saying, well, see, this doesn't exist in our sport. Like, no, it does, right? Like, it, it, you, can go, you can go back into history of NASCAR and, and just, and not even history, the present day of NASCAR and just be like, yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a sport that, you know, has some bigotry in it or, you know, or, 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 or that, that isn't a space for, for a lot of African-Americans to, 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 to you know, to race in. Um, Mm -hmm. and you look in, you look at somebody like Bubba Wallace, um, who like, I, like we talked about had nothing to do with it. None. A NASCAR official went and said, this was hanging in his, in his, in his garage. And then they did the investigation and they said, this was there since what? 2019. Fine. I have questions about what, why is it now? Why is it now that like, why is it now that they found that now? But that's, that's beyond that's, I guess that's that's above me, but I don't, I, 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 there's, there's, there's a lot of questions and NASCAR needs to fix things Mm -hmm. um, in order for it to make a space that's um, able for other black people to to race. I mean, you look at, you know, something like you talked about the, the um, them, you know, leading him out to his car or whatever like that, and how powerful what that was, but like, why do we need to always get to that powerful point? Like why, like I think we need to answer the question of like why they're doing that in the first place. And it's like, why they're doing that is because there's systemic racism.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean I'm hope I'm hopeful that you know one of these days it's just normal to just treat yeah. people correctly and you yeah. know to judge them on the, the individual and you know to to not come up with assumptions about them and you know their background or their knowledge or whatever you know treat him as a human being um nascar is taking steps forward though they they announced that they will require members of the industry to complete sensitivity and unconscious bias training um and uh the race this weekend in pennsylvania there's going to be increased security because he has received death threats and has been accused of perpetrating a hoax like we talked about he's getting blamed for this so it's it's sad that it it shifted to that we should just be relieved that it wasn't a, a hate crime. But yeah. I think for white people, why it got away for so long, why it's been there for, since October of 2019 and no one has said anything is because white people don't look at a noose the way that a black person would. Yeah. And that's just because of our privilege that we don't look at it as, that's a threat to me as a being. And yeah. that's why it's been there for as long as it has because there's one black driver in yeah. the
1: entire sport yeah like if 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 i see a noose like just like just hanging from a tree or something like that well i will be scared out my you know out yeah. my mind you know Understand what i mean you like yourself. um you know i was even like the other night i was walking i'm um, not even like i was just i was sitting outside and you know just uh, talking to a friend on the phone on like my um and in, in in the uh, near a park and it was like late at night it was like 11 or 12 my fiance's like, hey, like, you sure you want to be out there in the dark like that? Is you probably like, you know, just with the climate that we're in and like cops and all that stuff. And I'm like, and so sure enough, like a cop comes up, but it's like for it, she's like, and she's like, no, it's not, it's not you. I'm just looking at the building. I'm just like checking out the building. But for me, like when I, when I first saw her, I was like, oh no, like, you know, it's just like, you just like, what do I do? And like, you automatically go to the part of like, like, do, do I, like, stuff that doesn't, you don't even think about, like, do I have something on me? Like, and you, do I, is it this? it's like, You start you get doubting this,
0: yourself almost. You start and doubting
1: your own character and, like, you just become, this like, this constant paranoia that you live in as a black person that um, plays out in your real life. It's, like, you're constantly thinking and doubting, like, your character because it's, like, do I have this? Do I have that? Do I, you know, do I have, like, you know, a, a knife on me? And it's, like, I would never, I never in a million years carried a knife. You know what I mean? But it's, like, but those are the thoughts that go through your head. Sometimes it's like, because it, it's, cause it's always, cause you always see it play out where, um, well, they had this on them or, well, he was a, he was a, he went to jail 10 years ago or, well, you know, and so like, wait, so that's a reason why somebody's dead, you know? So, um, so for me, it's like, you live in that constant paranoia where it's like you, th- that where you think like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I do have something on me. You doubt yourself. And it's, it's just, it's just a, it's a, it's a tough place to be, particularly at this time.
0: Definitely keeping the conversation ongoing is a focus, and I'm fairly confident that the leagues and the players will not let the message get lost even while they try to continue playing their sports. So, Jules, I want to say again, thank you so much for helping us today. As Emerson, we are thinking about you and your wife, Meg, and your dog, Rufus. Yes. I want you guys, the best. Jules, you're a lifesaver for filling in. You did wonderful today. I appreciate all your contributions to this and all your baseball insight. You're always on top of it. Make sure to give them a follow, everyone. Go ahead and plug your, your handles real quick.
1: At um, by Julian Mac on Twitter and then, by, and then it's J, at by Julian Mac on Instagram too, but I'm more of a Twitter guy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I like Twitter, but um, Instagram's right there at, at my <laughs> one beat. Uh, So, guys, that'll do it for us this weekend. Looking forward to some beautiful weather outside. I'm on After Hours, the show tonight. But this is After Hours, the podcast presented by People's United Bank. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. We will see you here next week.